we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Power Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast. My name's Simone Roche, and I'm your host for This is the Be More You season. And we always talk about the new year and people talk about resolutions and what they're going to give up or get rid of or take off to make them better versions of them. Well, we're not subscribing to that one bit. We're very much about, you know, being you. If you want to smash those goals, you just need to be your authentic self. So we say for 2023 and beyond, be more you. And we're always looking forward to, you know, amazing conversations that we can bring together. We've got another fantastically busy year ahead. We've got a brilliant program for International Women's Day, webinars, power circles, power-ups, ebooks, you name it. So do get in touch if you want more information. And all our information is on our power platform as well. You'll see it starting to evolve over the coming weeks. Um, We've got over six and a half thousand people on our platform now. So whether you want to give or gain, whether you want to pay it forward, whether you want to mentor, whether you want to take up um, some of the mentoring opportunities that we have. It's all free. It's all on the platform. Every month we have our live power-ups. Um, but now, and the reason we do the power-ups is because we have so many amazing role models across the Northern Power Women community. And now I'd love to introduce you to this week's fantastic guest, Lorna Rogers, who is the Northern Power Women 2022 Future List and currently the Assistant Director of Merrill Programs at the Liverpool City Region Combined Authority. Welcome, Lorna. Good morning. Good morning, Simone. And you started in recruitment, didn't you, and helping people securing employment and training. Then you moved on to charity, which is established to help young people fulfill their potential in education. Uh, You then expanded that organisation. You got funding along the way, expanded services into the community. You've worked on action research projects at the Chamber of Commerce on the barriers to employment facing Black, Asian and minority ethnic communities. You completed an MBA at the Uni of Liverpool, uh, took a national advisory role at KPMG before working across the country before coming back to the fabulous city of Liverpool where you wanted to make that contribution and difference in your home region which you clearly are because I know I spied an award award win at the end of the back end of last year and I know one of the things you're really passionate about is projects programs particularly those that lead to transformation, innovation, digital, economic change, improved education, employment and skills. And I know you have a massive focus on helping people to secure economic future and improve their quality of life. Um, and, and I love that we we always say, what do you want to be known as? And, you know, I want to be known as authentic, empowering and transformational leader who makes a difference. So couldn't be a more fitting guest for our Beat More You season. Lorna, welcome. What an intro. Thank you. Thank you. Great introduction for me. Thank you. Um, I'm very humbled. But yes, I think I would say that I I get up every day because I want to help people. I want to make an improvement to people's lives. So that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. 100%. Otherwise, why bother? Stay under the duvet. Um, So this season, say, is all about being more you in the workplace. And what do you think are those, what are those three words that you would use to describe yourself? It's always hard to describe yourself, isn't it? Um, I would like to think 
that I am an authentic person. I am very honest, very direct, and I, you know, I don't put on a work front when I, I am what you, what you see, um, whether that's in a personal perspective or from a professional angle. I also think people people would see me as challenging. I ask questions and I don't do it from a place of wanting to be awkward. I do it from a place of wanting to get the best solution. So I think, you know, creating a bit of tension, getting diverse views, challenging people's opinions or suggestions, I find is helpful to make sure that you're making the right decisions and the best decisions. And how do you think that people would describe you? That's an interesting one because I'm on a leadership program at the moment. And so I've asked for feedback. I really value feedback from from lots of colleagues and friends, family. I'm always asking for people's views so I can I can reflect and and see how people view me. So I have recently undertaken that exercise and my team and some of my colleagues gave me feedback. And I think the summary of what they said was I'm very driven and determined. So when I want to do something, put my mind to it, I want to see results. I really give it my all. They would also say that I lead by example. So, you know, I take I take leadership seriously and I see leadership as different from management. It's about setting the direction and motivating people. Um, so I do feel that I would, you know, roll my sleeves up, help out with the team, get things done and show the way. And then the other one, I would say people would think that I am resilient, um, very calm under pressure, pragmatic, look for solutions, look for how we can overcome obstacles, which everyone has obstacles in their way, no matter what job they do. So I would like to think resilience um, and solutions focused is another another example of what people would say. And and you talk about not putting that work front on. And we talked in an episode a few weeks ago about, you know, a, um, a conversation I had with a young woman many years ago. And, you know, she talked about, you know, everyone always thought I've, I was all over it and I, I, I had it, you know, and I had it nailed. And actually I played it dress up every day. So I think, you know, was this a, something that you've always been able to do or, you know, what was there a process that has enabled you to show up as, as being the authentic resilient authentic you I definitely think it's a process I think in my early career I probably would second guess myself a lot and not feel like you fitted into that environment and not always speak up when you had ideas or thoughts that you could contribute I think as you get experience and self-belief so a lot of reflection on on where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are. And we're not good at everything. And I think that's really important that people need to understand we're not the complete finished article. That's why we have teams. That's why we have different people with different strengths and abilities to work together on things. So it's it's knowing your limitations, being vulnerable, asking questions when you're not sure on things and having that confidence in your own ability. And I think I've gained a lot of that through my education. So I went back to university. I've done lots of courses, leadership programs, um, project delivery type qualifications. And I think that gives you the confidence to to be able to be vulnerable when you're not you're not sure on something or you need a different perspective or help. So I definitely think it's a process. I think experience and backing yourself definitely helps you be that more authentic person. And I, I love that it really fits in with what the kind of the season is, the be more you is that I love the how you've just said that nobody is that complete finished article 
and 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 owning that and and uh, you know I'm seeing that we're you know we we've grown our 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 little team here um and and for me it's it's that challenge sometimes of stepping back and going you know the whole pur- purpose often is to you know you're building the team is you're bringing people in with the skills that you don't have you don't have to have it all or know it all it's okay isn't it it definitely is I mean I'm doing I'm doing a program at the moment with Oxford University and there's a concept called the incomplete leader and that is definitely um kind of the leadership style of the future of bringing in that talent, being open-minded and relying on different skills, expertise across, across a team because that's how you'll get better results. I think, and I think that whole, I love that again, the concept of that you're coming up with blinders here, actually, love, but you know, the fact that that incomplete leader, you know, that it is not a, it's not just, it's not out of a box, is it? You know, and, and, and the fact that you've got to keep going back in and fill in the gaps and actually things change. And I think we saw over the, you know, we, we talk a lot back, don't we, of the pandemic and that period in time, but we saw a lot of different types of leadership. And you talked already about the difference, you know, you talk about leadership set in the direction versus management. So I think who would be your role model leaders out there? I am always inspired by Michelle Obama. She's not, she, She's not in your face. She's not kind of egocentric. She's very much herself, but she tells a great story and she's very honest. You know, I know she's been talking recently about her marriage and her ups and downs and the obstacles that she's faced in her career. I just think she's a real honest example of a good leader. Uh, every time she is, she's someone I just, you just feel like is your friend. And I'm, I'm listening. I've, I audibled her first book and now I'm order, ordering her new book. And it's, there's elements of sort of self-help in there as well. And she talks an awful lot about being seen and being heard. You know, she talks about that and that has not always been the case for her, obviously going through the, some of the traditional workplaces that she's, she's been through. As a woman of colour, was it ever, you know, was it ever more of a challenge to get your voice heard? And and particularly in some of those traditional workplaces that you've worked in, local authority, charities, professional services? Definitely, yes. I mean, I think there was times when I felt out of place, uncomfortable. I think representation is really important. And when there's a lack of that, I think you can feel a bit isolated. And it's important, I suppose, to feel confident in that space. Now, you know, a lot of it depends on the environment, who's in the room, how people encourage you to be your, your, you know, yourself and to contribute to things. But I think over, over my career, I've definitely had experiences where I have felt out of place. I've felt a lack of confidence and unsure of myself. And I think when I have them moments, I, I, I look to my network to help build me up and to give me that confidence and, and to kind of remind myself of the journey that I've been on. Cause I, you know, I've, applied myself I've worked hard I've educated myself and I think you have to sometimes look back down the road that you've come up to to give yourself that bit of a push and a bit of a confidence boost to say no I'm worthy to be in this room and I can make a, I can make a contribution 100% and you know you talk about network and the importance of that support network around you did you build that network or did that network build around you how did that you know because I think I think there's something really important about we talk about networking and people think of people flinging old school business cards at you and looking over your shoulder looking for the the next round of uh, snacks but it's not it's you I think obviously you've got to be more intentional about that network so how did it work for you bit of both I think I think networks are really important and as you get older I think you realize the value of the networks and how they support you 
I think I've met people in, in lots of different ways, some intentional. And I think LinkedIn really helps us now, doesn't it? It's a great tool to, to connect with people. But I've met people through events, through different projects that I've worked on, through different jobs, um, through different training courses and learning experiences that I've been on. But I think the important part is to invest in them relationships and to keep them up. So the pandemic did not help in terms of catching up with people um, keeping in touch, but I'm making a real effort this year to invest in relationships because it's so important to have, you know, different people, different experiences, different values who you can, you can, you can collaborate and you can share, share the learning. And, and obviously, you know, they can put you in touch with other people as well. It's all about, you know, expanding the network through the contacts that you've already got. I couldn't agree more. I think I was a quite an early adopter of LinkedIn. And I think you have got to be really mindful because it can be quite unwieldy, can't it? And you, you suddenly look and think, gosh, there's way too many people on there. And someone's now trying to sell me SEO or, or whatever they may be. It's trying to, I think you've got to manage it well and almost um, and be very, both use the word intentional, haven't we on, on this? But I think, you know, we've been, we've been trying to take this Northern Power Women community and build um, and sort of enable it to kind of give back and pay it forward because the power of having that network around you and that social capital around you, especially for communities and individuals that are underserved that, you know, and, and, and don't have that social capital around them. I'm really passionate about the power of that network. And I know this is something that you have been consistent about working as a cheerleader of Black, Asian, minority, ethnic communities. And, and talking about the barriers, you we talked in, in your intro about doing, you know, you did a piece of research at this point when you were uh, at DWP, um, challenges that people of colour face to access education, employment. Did networking come into that? Did networking come in as a potential? Yeah, I mean, the lack of networks definitely was a barrier for some, some individuals and some groups in accessing opportunities so it definitely played a part in that and it was important that we kind of open up opportunities for people to connect you know if people haven't got um, family members with careers in certain sectors and a lot of it is introductions isn't it into understanding what's involved in them careers and them opportunities when they become available so I think yes it can't be underestimated the power of the network in helping people realize their their ambitions really I suppose and, and create opportunities open doors and you know you've had to take some you know you've talked about your your strengths and your resilience and you know your leadership style and taking action often can be difficult can you know to make that difference what are your top tips and top tools used to to crack on and get things done and moved yeah taking action can be exhausting um but you know I think surrounding yourself with a good team and people who will help. And I've, I, you know, I've been fortunate, particularly in the organisation, there's some brilliant people who have really supported me in lots of different areas that I've wanted to deliver on. So definitely the support of others is important. I think being open, open-minded to challenge and scrutiny as well, because sometimes you can be thinking, we need to go down this particular direction, but listening to others can, can sometimes change that view. So I think being open-minded is, is really important. And I also think being kind to yourself. I think, you know, sometimes you need to switch off. You need to recharge the batteries. You need to go on a spa day. You need to hang out with your friends. Do do whatever you do to relax and kind of rejuvenate yourself because it because it is tiring. So, yeah, I think looking after yourself, mind, body, 
um, is really, really important as well. I'm off. I'm, I'm up for that spa day any minute. <laughs> and it's only it's only a start of the year. But so finally, what is that one uh, personal passion that you would love to share around your working environment? And what is that change for good that will you see as a result of it? I suppose there's a couple of things I'd want to roll into this one. I always see feedback as a gift. I offer feedback to people and I try to do it in a, the most respectful kind of positive way but I think if people don't give you feedback how will you know the areas in which you can improve I think we can always improve we can always learn so offering feedback is something that I like to do in my work environment but I also think just helping people and you know not pulling the ladder up behind you I often take calls or you know meet up with people who are starting out in their career and I love to do that I love to give back and to help people on the path and open opportunities sponsor people mentor people so I really want to to help others um pursue their dreams and and achieve what they want to achieve in their career uh, well we would love to get you on one of our power-ups we'd love it because I know we know that some of the undergrads some of the students some of those at early careers for you know, no one has one straight path do they you know in their career so the more that we can share that it's always a bit wibbly and that's okay because actually as you say none of us are the complete finished article um but this is the end of our this is our finished article of the podcast today Lorna I've loved hearing all about your story. You are amazing. I think so many top tips in there, so many nuggets of wisdom. I think that we know that people take away from these podcasts. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Lorna, for sharing your time with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. Oh, and thank all of you out there for listening. If you want to get involved, get email us old school podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. Connect with us on all our socials at North Power Women on Twitter and Northern Power Women on all the other ones. And do stay connected on our power platform where you can give or gain your skills, knowledge. It's really important. Build that network, pay it forward, gain opportunities you go. It's it's really exciting. That's why we built it. So thank you so much for listening to us today my name's simone and you've been listening to a northern power women podcast from a what goes on media production oh, yeah.